0: It's Doug coming to you from the uh, Sports and Spiritual Library in this beautiful town of Verona, our beautiful city. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going through and I've got a new book here. It's called Packers Pride, and it's Roy Butler with Rob Reichel. And Green Bay greats share their favorite memories. And the copyright date is 2013. Got a lot of, there's got a lot of meat potatoes in here, I don't have much, so... Well, I'm going to start off reading the four uh, by Willie, Willie Davis. I have a Green Bay Packer, I say that as probably today as I did when I wore the uniform. And here is something special about this uniform and this franchise. The Green Bay Packers are more than just a football team. There's something bigger. Whether you're a player, coach, trainer, fan, owner, or anyone associated with the green and gold, you can't quite put it into, into words, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. Being a Green Bay Packer fills you with a sense of pride. There's a lot to be proud of, especially for a former player like me who is able to experience what it means to be a Packer firsthand. As one of the old football's oldest organizations, there is a rich, storied tradition that surrounds you as soon as you walk onto the field and see the names honored on your east and west side of the stadium there is the last there is the nostalgic wonder of the small town the perpetual underdog and the last of its kind surviving and thriving in a big market game that is there is that winning tradition, the glory of Titletown, USA, exemplified by the great players and coaches throughout through the years. Including a man who not only put Green Bay on the map, but impacted the entire league and a generation. Now more than anything, what, makes me, what made me feel the most proud to be a Packer was the fans. By far the finest fans in all sports, anywhere, ever. Make no mistake about it. While well, the Cowboys, Steelers, and even the Bears and Giants will claim, will make claims about their widespread popularity, the Packers are America's team. Some could even argue, in the realm of American football, they are the world's team. And they'll, they and the team's not in Texas either. So, Packer fan is a devotion personified. They know their team, and it's it, they know their team and its history, and they are as proud as the uniform as the players. They eat, sleep, breathe Packer football. It is their fascination, their obsession. Week to week, regardless of who the Packers are playing, they win and lose with their team. When I played and we lost, which didn't happen very often, fans would see us around town in the grocery stores, restaurants, or on the street. They would always come up to us, ask us about the game, maybe drop a little advice, and then go all, Give us some, the same message and encouraging. You'll get them next time. They try to. They try their best to hide their disappointment and show us just how much they supported, supported us, and believed in us. Got to the point. Well, we wanted to win for ourselves, and of course for Coach Lombardi. We wanted to win for the fans more than anything. We felt we owed them at least that for their support and devotion. In my 10 years there and beyond, I fell in love with that city and its fans. It's amazing to me to think that I never wanted to go there in the first place. I was traded to Green Bay from Cleveland Browns in 1960, and I couldn't have felt worse about it. In fact, I almost quit, and I would have And I would have if a certain legendary coach hadn't called me and convinced me to give it a shot. Green Bay back in the late 50s had the reputation of no man's land. The Siberia football, where players, coaches, and careers disappeared. I was disappointed by about the trade because I had started to build a life in Green and Cleveland. I knew nothing other than the package was a small Greenville was a small town. Cold town in northern Wisconsin. And some small towns still weren't as progressive as their towns of minorities back then. I was unsettled to say the least. The only thing I knew about the franchise was that they had lost consistency for a long time. And while they had they had brought out a new coach. I showed some improvements. They were all still a long ways from being good footballs. They were still a long ways from playing in championship football, or so I thought. I was wrong about everything. The lesson I learned in going to Green Bay was to never judge a book by its cover that stuck with me that stuck with me for the rest of my life as old and did many of the lessons i learned playing playing for coach lombardi he convinced me early that he could win the players he thought and he thought convinced me we would win and the fans convinced me that Win or lose, as long as I was wearing green and gold, I should have a city, a huge family, a Packard nation by my side. As I discussed in my autobiography, Closing the Gap, I was fortunate to find myself in Green Bay at an ideal time. Pro football was growing in popularity. Slowly earning its peace as a national pastime. Packers as an organization have built a little and built a little momentum the season prior with his first winning record in years. Russ Lombardi, the fiery and self, the fiery and inspiring motivator, was already earning his reputation as a coach. That might be able to turn this franchise around a little bit. A little, said, we all know that will be the last tip of the iceberg. Yes, I got to Green Bay in the middle of the perfect storm, and I was happy to be part of it. More than that, I was lucky to be a part of it. Not just because of the fans and what they taught me about acceptance, loyalty, and passion. For the players to show me daily what what dedication, guts, and a strong work ethic can achieve. But also because I had the opportunity to play for Coach Vince Lombardi. From the moment I met him, Coach Lombardi had a direct impact on how I promised, uh, I'm sorry, how I pursued my goals and lived my life. Everything I did in football and Beyond, I measured by him what he think, what he would think, whether it would be up to his principles and expectations of me. That remains true even today. We all heard his words, and we were meld, moved by them each and every week. Those words made us champions. They weren't reserved for just his; they were. They were not for to just his football team. Coach moved the NFL, the nation, the generations to follow. People like Coach Lombardi only come along every so often. And when they do, we are all fortunate in witness. We're all fortunate to witness what they can do. To play for him I've was the greatest honor of my life. How you play this game is a reflection of how you will how you will live the next of your life. Success is not a gift, it's earned. Winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. The quality of any man's life has got to be full measure of that man's personal commitment to excellence and victory. I can still hear him delivering those speeches motivating us to live up to our potential, to be the first, to be the best, to be the champion. Bart, Jim, Paul, Ray, Forrest, Jerry, Dave, all of us. We all have learned what it meant to be champions because of Coach Lombardi. And once we knew how to, uh, once we knew the rest of the league, the nation was was it not what it not? How to do it right? in the pride well felt being the Green Packers. There was no greater example of this, and for me, no greater Packer memory than the 1961 NFL Championships game. While winning the first two Super Bowls was impressive, it was it was that championship game. That made the entire country aware of the Green Bay. It's t- its players, its coach, and its fans. It was a game that built Titletown, USA, the greatest football city in the country. In the '61, NFL Championship game, we defeated the New York Giants 37 to zero. We were underdog, a small town team on the rise, going up against well. Giants. While we were vastly improved than even been in the championship game a year before, nobody expected us to win, except for us. We knew better what we were capable of, and what we could and would do. We didn't, eat, we didn't listen to any of it in the pregame pre hype. We weren't intimidated by Wyatt Kittle and his high-powered offense or by the Giants' bruising defense. We focused hard. We focused, worked hard, and got ready for one thing, and one thing only. Winning. More specifically, winning decisively. The Giants never had a chance. By halftime, it was 24 nothing. And they were done. Offense and defense executed everything they wanted to with with pressure and precision. As for myself, I played one of my best games ever, sacking YA and putting so much pressure on the offense that Kittle pulled the press about me after the game. He was always coming at you, coming all the time. It was a computer game, a perfect game. It was what we wanted, what we knew Green Bay would be. It was what Coach Lombardi expected. You're the greatest team in the NFL today, Coach said. It meant that every meant everything. We could hear we could hear stunned silence all across the country. Everywhere except the state of Wisconsin and Packers, pockets of Packer bands in other states that would start to grow from that point on. Everyone, everyone has something special. was well, happening? everyone knew something special was happening here. And we were getting, we were just getting started. Over the next six years, we would build on that legacy and firmly establish our place in the record books and NFL lore. Well, through it all, because of who we who I've played with, who I've played before, where I played, I was fortunate enough, fortunate to earn my place as a Hall of Fame player, a champion, a defensive captain, and a better man for being a Green Bay Packers. Along the way, I would build several other great memories and associated. With the Packers on and off the field. There have been so many incredible and memories in Packer history, many of which are remembered and celebrated in this book. There are plenty more championships and Hall of Fame performances in the reign of Coach Lombardi's teams of the 60s. They won the great rivalry games with the Bears, the Vikings, the Lions, the Cowboys. Even in the down years, there was Holmgren, Farr, Andrew White leading the Pack back to glory and McCarthy, Rodgers, and Matthews going in once again. For myself, all other former players and coaches, Packer fans, young and old, anyone and everyone who believes green and gold, went to our past with pride. Our present with pure devotion and our future with excitement. We realize how lucky we are to support this team, to be a citizen of Sound USA. It's an honor that we embrace like nobody else. L.A. We are the Green Bay Packers. Willie Davis. This is going to be an introduction here. So, one of the things that I've come to realize being a Packers fan is that, you know, like, it's funny when people are involved, or, you know, like, when you go on a trip or something, and only Packers, Packers church, you see. And, uh, That's the thing that, uh, that's, that's the thing that most people, you know, that wear a Packard shirt or jacket, wear that jacket, bro, cause he gives them a, gives them a certain uh, style Now people. See that, they know they're a Packard fan, well, you know, that, that means they're from, means they're probably coming from the heart of a champion and, uh, and they want to be a champion. So that's the thing that I've seen, anyways. And what, uh, you know, there's, you can tell, I mean, you can tell too if the Packers are pointing low because of how many, you just go like a ball or something like that. And you walk around and you look at all the stores and how they have all the Packers stuff. And then you, you notice know, the people walking the, walk the stores have Packer stuff on too, so. And I do believe they were at one time the number one merchant, merchandising. Merchandiser in the NFL, so. Roy Butler was one of the most captivating players, both on and off the field, in the history of the Green Bay Packers. Butler was a four time Pro Bowl player, four time All Pro selection, and one of, the, one of the safeties selected into the 1990s All Decade team. Butler was an enormous part of Green Bay's rise to prominence in the 90s. And now the Packers won 1996 Super Bowl and the 1996, 1997 NFC Crown. Haller was a dynamic player in coverage, a sensational wizard, and a defensive leader. When a shoulder injury ended Butler's 12-year career in 2001, he left the game with 38 interceptions and 20 and a half sacks. More than the numbers, though, Butler was always a conduit to the fans. While today's athletes have become more and more animated, Butler was always honest, accountable, and loquacious. He felt the fans. Those same fans that opened their wallets for anything green and gold deserved answers. And no matter how bad things were, Butler faced the music. So when I came and asked to co-author a book with Butler, I jumped at the chance. And this unique project is one that we hope fans will thoroughly enjoy. Over the next 300 plus pages, you'll find several terrific stories from Butler. He shares his favorite tales about Brett Favre, Reggie White, Mike Holmgren, and several other Packer teammates. Polar tells you now he became a, the inventor of the Night of Malambo Wave, and he takes you through many of his magical games and intense rivalries, rivalries. he is part of. This book is much more than that, though. Along the way, only way, we we interviewed roughly 70 current and former players for their favorite tales of being a Green Bay the Packers. Their stories are gripping, riveting, shared throughout. The book is certainly unconventional. Many of the stories are told in my voice, one of the reporters who who covered the Packers since 2001. Many are in Butler's voice, which I'm sure you'll agree is description, powerful, and honest. And as you proceed, don't hesitate to bounce around the book. There's not a traditional starting and ending point, so what you speak. Find your favorite players and discover things about them you probably never knew. Or page toward the back, while well, Leroy tell you about how Reggie White helped the Packers become a team. Or how you... how the Packers changed your entire defensive scheme during their 1995 playoff one in San Francisco. In the end though, don't miss a page. The subjects are largely chosen because they have unique stories about their Packer days. Uncommon pasts and uh, took them to the Green Bay. Fascinating tales of their time in Titletown. Many of these stories were now were new to me. I hope you enjoy discovering them as much as I have. But we're not getting on it bigger and better in lens. Get into the regular nitty-gritty. All right, first one, Zeke Warkowski the job of backup quarterback is glamorous has never led to mega-endorsement deals, enormous publicity, or great acclaim. But having a top-notch number two quarterback is often vital to success of a team. Later was the more evident 1965 Western Conference Championship game between Green Bay and Baltimore. On the first play of the game, co-linebacker Don Schenig returned to Bill Anderson, fumble 25 yards for a touchdown. And the Packers started, Bart Starr injured his ribs, chasing Schenick. Backup, Steve Bartkowski came on and led the Packers to a memorable 13 10 overtime win. The next week, Starr was back, and guided, back, guided Green Bay past Cleveland, 23 to 12 for the NFL Championship. What is doubtful the Packers would have ever been in that position were it not for Zeke Burkowski. Bart and I never talked about the number one quarterbacks. We both had to be ready to go, Rodkowski's said. And we wanted to close we wanted to close together and become much closer friends. We started together. We thought, alike, we thought alike, and I think I made mean, his job easier. Brickowski certainly made things easier for the Packers on that day, that cold December day. Brickowski completed 22 of 39 passes for 248 yards. He also led Green Bay to a late Don Chandler field goal, one which the Coast Oil, both loyalists insist to this day. Sailed wide right. That forced overtime. Green Bay won the game 13-10 when Chandler connected on a 25-yard duel. a sent two minutes into overtime. Interestingly, interestingly, the Banged Out Colts were missing their top two quarterbacks. That day, and had to turn. Tom Lee, had to turn to Tom Maddie. Green Bay helped manage to five completions, and when Brodowski got the better of the quarterback matchup, the Packers advanced to the NFL championship game. I'd like people to say if if we didn't have Zeke, I don't know what we would have done. He was always a guy who performed when. When Bart couldn't go, Rikulski said. "You always knew you were just one play away from going in, and that happened a bunch of times. You just had to be ready. Rikulski was always that. He played under legendary George Halif in Chicago from 1954 to 1960. Missing 55 or 56 agents to ful- fulfill a commitment to the Air Force. While many players would be better about losing two years in a row, and two years in their prime, Rakowski was anything but. In fact, he loved his time on, in the service, and down even, started, and even served on the same flight team as future teammate Max McGee. I wouldn't trade my wings for anything, Brutowski said. That was an obligation I had not had, and I'm proud I fulfilled it. Brutowski was Chicago's primary backup through 1960 and then got a chance to start for two years with the Los Angeles Rams, but when the Rams drafted a pair of young quarterbacks in 63, Brutowski knew his days were numbered and shortly thereafter he was traded to Green Bay. I was really excited Burkowski said of the, of the move. The day before I had gone in and won the game for us, the next day I got traded. The day before I had gone in and won the game for us, the next day I got traded. I knew I really didn't fit in their game and their plans but he was a big part of the Packers' play. Green Bay backup quarterback situation was in flux, but the attention of Gretkowski stabilized the position. Over the next six hours, Gretkowski started eight games when Starr was injured, and in that game he threw for nearly 2,800 yards. 16 touchdowns and completed 15 53.5% of the passes. In addition to being one of the NFL's elite backup quarterbacks, McCoskey was the uh, also the Stars' trusty sidekick, best friend, and his sounding board. i going to stop right there, and I think this is going to be a good book to take on it for all of us. Um, I've read it before, and I like it. I also like the short stories, so, you know, there's, there's something there that I've heard. There's something there that I haven't heard. Um, that's what's being, that's what it's about, being a good packer, man. So, with that, when we also told you I could love you today, I do. It's Todd coming to you. It's Todd from the the podcast, and I'm just asking for to give us a five-star review and to... uh, Hopefully you like this podcast because I hope you give us a five star review, but also uh, if you could give us a five star on the Twitter too. We're on Twitter, we're on uh, WordPress, so if you could give us good reviews on that, we would really, really appreciate it. Thanks.